Hello guys, and welcome back to your SD Bestie podcast. I am your host, Nicole Johnson, and today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and I feel like it's a subject that everybody kind of struggles with or has struggled with in their lives before. Um, maybe if you never had, you know, teenage acne, maybe you're experiencing more hormonal adult acne now. There are definitely about a 10% of us that don't ever struggle with acne, which is fantastic. Good for you. I don't know what that's like, but you know, it's fine. (laughs) So we're going to be um, touching base on all things acne, um, mask knee, which is a new trend um, with our COVID 2020 that came into play. And it's something that still people are definitely struggling with now. We're going to go over some teen acne and hormonal acne. A lot of people don't really know that there's a difference between the three. And sometimes that's kind of the issue with using products that aren't helping what your specific acne is. So I'm hoping to uncover a little bit of that for you so you can learn a little bit about it. And we'll just dive right in. So here we are. What is going on guys? Today in Austin, it is feeling like fall outside and I am so excited. I think my last episode, I was saying I wish that it was fall weather and we are totally getting there and I'm getting really excited. Um, I even put on a sweatshirt yesterday morning when I took the dogs out because it was a little chilly and I got super excited. So yeah, here we are. Um, little life update. Uh, we started moving to Tulsa very slowly. We are kind of doing it um, over the next couple of months. We definitely plan to be a little bit more full-time in Tulsa probably about mid-November. So we're kind of going back and forth from Austin to Tulsa. I went last weekend. I will be going again this weekend. So that's kind of fun. Um, We definitely are looking forward to that. So just getting all of my clients in and getting my schedule kind of switched up. Um, Since I'm going to be traveling to Austin once a month, I plan on seeing most of my regular clients every single month. And then being in Tulsa, I have some projects that I am working on for the new year and hopefully opening up something in Tulsa soon as well too. So that's really excited. Um, So let's talk about acne. I feel like acne can be so frustrating and most estheticians actually become an esthetician because they had issues with their skin and mine was definitely that story. I had a lot of issues with my skin. I had a lot of hormonal acne in my 20s Um, When I was a musician and I was traveling a lot, I was definitely caking on a lot of MAC makeup, doing shows. I was staying up in the studio some mornings until like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was also in college. I can't even tell you how many nights I probably didn't wash my face, um, which is such a nightmare to me now (laughs) because, yeah, but... I also was the girl that was like trying out different, you know, things that Sephora would recommend and department store skincare. And I was probably doing too much to my skin. I was stripping my skin. My skin was a gigantic mess, but I was definitely always experimenting when it came to skincare. I was always trying things. I had honestly never been to an esthetician before in my entire life. And I'd never had a facial in my entire life until I walked into the doors of aesthetic school. And I know that sounds crazy, but you know, back then skincare wasn't even like talked about as much. I feel like it's such a trend now and self-care is so important that people are finally starting to see that. And it wasn't really a thing in my early twenties and I really wish that it was, but I'm really happy that I hopped into this career. 
at the time that I did because I don't really have any issues with my acne that much anymore and I know what I'm supposed to do to kind of help it. When I have little breakouts and the weather changes, my skin, you know, shifts on different things as well too. So a lot of people who have acne don't realize that there are definitely different kinds of acne out there. So I'm hoping to kind of put some light into it. So the first thing that I want to talk about is mask knee. Um, that's the trend name for it that happened in 2020. It's now a thing from wearing masks. And the whole reason is understanding why. Why do we get acne from wearing these masks? I mean, I'm sure it's like the obvious reason we're wearing a mask all day, but one of the main things is where there is lack of oxygen to the pore, there will be a clogged pore and a breakout going on. So a lot of that reason for having the mask knee is because there's lack of oxygen getting to the skin. And some things that I recommend um, my clients that do suffer from mask knee from, you know, having to work in like a hospital setting. I have a lot of nurses as clients um, and clients that travel a lot as well too. And one thing that you can do is you can use products that have a little bit more oxygenation processes in them. So the Glymed line is one of my favorite lines for that because they have um, an oxygen treatment cream that's fabulous. And they also have a CBD booster that I like to drop into that because CBD is definitely helping with um, inflammation and everything in the skin that's helping to reduce a lot of the inflammation and acne causing problems as well. And they also have this oxygen pore cleanser. It's called an oxygen pore cleanser, but it's actually a mask and it pushes oxygen into the skin and into the pore and it kind of just goes in there and unclogs it. It's really great. It's a foaming kind of cleanser. It's really fun. A lot of the oxygen treatments that you'll do like in service, oxygen masks, oxygen peels, they'll have like a little bubbly and foaming effect, which is kind of cool. And that's the process of pushing the oxygen back into the skin. So those are some products that I would recommend. I will definitely put a link um, to my Glymed products and my Glymed store on this episode as well too. But mask knee is definitely a huge thing um, that it's, it's definitely there. Um, another reason why people will break out with the mask is there is such thing called friction acne and that can be created by friction happening on the skin and pressure on the skin. So definitely if you're wearing a mask and you're talking all day, that's definitely gonna be happening as well too. The skin is being rubbed back and forth in that area so it gets a little bit irritated and you have those friction breakouts. Um, one of my favorite products to recommend for that as well too is also by the Glymed line and it's called Fulvic Elixir. And that serum is honestly kind of like an elixir that's magical. It is antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal. It soothes irritated skin and it heals irritation and it also heals acne. So if I'm being really honest, if any of my clients suffer from maskne or hormonal acne, I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend for them to use that product. It's kind of a must and it's going to always continue to heal the skin. So those are some products that you can actually use daily to help with the maskne. And then also you want to change your masks. I would recommend doing a pack of disposables and just probably try to wear, I know it's hard and I know that they've gotten kind of expensive, but if you could do a disposable mask a day, a new one that would be even better because think about all the bacteria that you're just putting right back on the skin um it may not be ideal if you have a cloth one that you absolutely can wash every day that would be pretty ideal as well too but those are some of my recommendations and definitely getting a treatment i mean 2020 when i went back to work i mean my business kind of 
doubled because maskne was such a thing and we were doing oxygen facials, blue LED light treatments, high frequency, and people were not having an issue anymore. So definitely hop on a schedule and get a facial treatment to help with that as well too. And that can clear it right up. All right, so we just talked about mask knee before that little break. And now I wanna go into teen acne. A lot of people actually don't all have the same patterns of experiencing teen acne and you know if you've never had it as a teenager it's very hard to understand but this day and age with social media and everything it's so hard on teenagers and feeling less confident in your skin can really affect you mentally and a lot of these poor teenagers that have terrible skin I just really feel for them and I try to keep teen facials pretty reasonable so that parents can feel like they're not spending a fortune coming in because I just I just feel so bad for them. But there are definitely a little bit of things that you could be talking to your teenager about or if you're a teen listening um, that you could not be doing. And when I say teen, I'm also referring to college students as well too because let's be real. When you were in college, you are not the most... Um, sanitary, you're broke, you're buying things just off the shelf, you don't know what to do. So I really mean teen acne, but it's kind of, you know, teen through college as well too. But viral trends is going to be the number one problem for teenage acne. So all of the stupid TikTok videos of try this, try that, all these at-home treatments, just stop. Um, If you have an esthetician and she tells you to mix something up at home, then yes, But if you're just finding something that works for Sally Sue that has a million followers and it just looks cool, don't do it. Because what's happening is you could be using very harsh ingredients that are stripping the skin. You could use things that are very acidic on your skin that your skin doesn't need. You go into the sun, it makes it even more acidic and it actually destroys your skin and it's going to do the opposite and create more acne. So don't do the at-home treatments. Don't do the D, do-yourself, you know, DIY Pinterest ones. Just don't do that. Um, when I worked for a dermatologist, this one girl came in and I was assisting and we were doing a big treatment on this lady and she said she was doing like an apple cider vinegar and lemon juice and, and yogurt mask on her face. And I just remembered the dermatologist was like, why in the world would you put those things on your skin? Like those are acidic they're so acidic and they're blended together and they're destroying your acid mantle so you don't even know what you're doing so just don't even do it right like I feel like I've trained my clients to be like walking down certain aisles and be like oh this looks really fun and cool but you know what I don't know what's in this and Nicole kill me yeah I'll kill you that's right exactly don't destroy what we've done to your skin so just don't do it you know like like the video but don't follow (laughs) so the viral trends are definitely like a a huge thing when it comes to a lot of acne issues that are happening on teenagers skin because they're just trying a bunch of weird things out on their skin another thing could be um, shampoos and hair products if you're using something that's going to be a little bit too stripping and if it's got a lot of oil inside of the products, you know, some people want to do very hydrating stuff on their hair and it can have a lot of oil clogging ingredients inside of that. And a lot of that can get down into the skin. So you might see some of those breakouts happening on the forehead area. One of the big no-nos is to definitely not go to sleep with your hair wet. That is like a huge no-no 
because a lot of the oils from the ingredients that you're putting in your hair can spread onto the pillowcase and all of your face and that can actually clog the pores even more. So it's good to just kind of make sure you're being aware of what you're putting on to the scalp. Um, if you have a pretty oily skin on the forehead area, you wanna make sure that you are using something that's gonna absorb that oil as well too. And you wanna make sure that it's kind of not touching the skin. So if you're a person that is just dry shampooing and dry conditioning your hair so much and putting so much oils and dirt and everything, then you might wanna get like an oil cleanser and make sure to clean around the edge of the hairline and make sure a lot of those oils aren't seeping onto the skin as well. You wanna make sure that you're changing your pillowcase all the time. It is really good to use like a silk pillowcase but you definitely need to clean your pillowcases a lot too, especially if you're somebody who doesn't wash your hair that much and you throw a ton of products in your hair. I definitely do that. I have extensions. I throw a bunch of dry shampoo and products and hydrating oils into my um, extensions. And so I have to be very careful about making sure that my pillowcase is clean. I do a silk pillowcase so it doesn't spread onto the skin and clog your skin. Um, so pillowcases is another another thing as well. Doing a silk pillowcase is definitely better for the skin. It's good for acne and it's also good for wrinkles. So win-win. Um, another thing is hygiene. So yeah, it's something we have to talk about because <laughs> when it comes to teenagers, they're not always doing the things that they're supposed to. So definitely making sure to even wash your skin twice a day is going to be highly important if you're experiencing teen acne because you have to remove bacteria. Bacteria loves bacteria. And so it loves to grow more friends and create colonies. And if the bacteria is not being removed, it's just gonna create more and more friends on the skin and more colonies, more inflammation. And where there's inflammation, there's definitely going to be a lot of pigmentation issues and breakouts. And that's when they're really red and inflamed and angry. And we really wanna reduce those things. So making sure the bacteria is not just sitting on the skin is going to be super important. And with a lot of teenagers who play sports, use helmets, gear, they're not washing afterwards, I like to tell them to either get some of those facial um, wipes to at least wipe down the skin and your helmets and everything, or you could do an oil cleanser. And a lot of oil cleansers like that, you can wipe off with those wipes just to remove and eliminate oil until you get home and you can really scrub the, the, the skin very well as well too. So just make sure that the hygiene is being, you know, watched a little bit as well too, and that will reduce a lot of that inflammation, a lot of bacteria, and reduce some, some of those breakouts as well too. Um, another thing is stripping the skin with harsh over-the-counter products and harsh soaps. I have so many times heard that mostly males are just using a bar soap to cleanse their face. Honestly, all that's doing is stripping your acid mantle, your pH levels are gonna be all messed up, and then there's just wrecking havoc on the skin that's happening, and that's why you're having a lot of those breakouts. You're not giving the skin you know, the moisture that it needs and taking away the oils that aren't good on the skin. And if you're just stripping it all away, your skin's just gonna not know what to do with itself. So it's always going to produce too much or not enough oil. And you'll just keep having that just cycle of breakouts clear, breakouts clear, breakouts clear. Um, and then over the counter products, um, I get it. I know that they can be really expensive to get some of the pharmaceutical grade products, but what happens with the over the counter products is they're filled with a lot of ingredients like alcohols and fragrances and things that are also going to strip your skin. And I don't know about you, but do you wash your skin and you have that filmy feeling and you feel like you have to use more? It's not a good sign. Also, you know what a good sign is not? Is if your skin feels squeaky clean after you cleanse it. That's actually not a thing. 
you you don't know you you don't know like you don't want to have that you don't want to have it feel squeaky clean because what's happened is it's had all of your oils and your ph stripped that's why it feels like that your skin should feel good and happy not tight and and squeaky clean feeling it should feel really good and it should actually look kind of glowing and it should look very happy and moisturized and balanced whenever you're looking at the skin right after you cleanse it so a lot of over-the-counter products are going to have you know tea trees and acids and citric acids and things that yes a lot of those things can be good when you use them correctly but a lot of the -the over-the-counter products actually have non-synthetic ingredients inside of it So it doesn't even have a pure form of those things that are listed and it's going to have more alcohols and fragrances and other additives so that it can sit on a shelf longer that aren't really good for the skin. So my advice is to just go ahead and get a good cleanser because a lot of the cleansers that are not over the counter and more pharmaceutical grade, you actually don't have to use a lot of it. So a lot of my clients actually have a cleanser for about six months or more. Um, they last a really long time because you don't have to use as much and it's actually all synthetic ingredients and it's real ingredients and it's going to work on the skin. So I would just really think about that whenever you're thinking, I don't want to spend, you know, $15 more because I'd rather just spend 10 or $5, but think about what you're buying. Think about why it's so cheap. So another thing would be makeup, makeup and makeup brushes. There is a lot of oil clogging ingredients in some of the makeup lines. Um, There is definitely skincare lines like mineral-based makeups, skincare line makeups. They have a lot of those things out there now. Um, Thrive Cosmetics, It Cosmetics, some some of theirs is good. Um, There's a lot of mineral-based. Image has a skincare makeup foundation. Glymed has one. There's a lot out there now, but I would look for a skincare makeup because if you have inflammation on the skin from breakouts and oil and angry acne, the last thing that you want to do is put a bunch of talc and alcohol and things like that that are clogging the ingredients as well onto the skin because it's just going to make it angrier. Remember when the skin is angry, it's going to spread and create more acne. So makeup can actually be a little bit more detrimental so it's good to know what kind of makeup to use i really do love like ulta md has a tinted spf and it's great i mean honestly and it's a skincare you know spf line so there's actually the clear skin one if you have really oily skin that one is tinted the uv elements has a little bit of glow to it that one is tinted and it's great for acne as well too so I would just really kind of stick with things that are more mineral-based and skincare makeup lines rather than just covering up the skin with a bunch of clogging ingredient makeup. Also, brushes. I don't think that people realize how much bacteria gets collected even after just one use. So I would get in a habit, you know, you could just get baby shampoo, honestly, or you can get a makeup cleanser, a makeup brush cleanser, but get in a habit of doing it about once a week. It's really good, especially if you are a big makeup user. Just think about the bacteria that you're putting on your skin. It's kind of disgusting. (laughs) There's a lot of studies on it. Um, It's just gross. And you want to make sure you're cleaning those makeup brushes. But again, what is that doing? It's piling on bacteria. And remember, bacteria loves to grow more and more friends. So eliminating as much bacteria as you can is going to be the main thing that you want to focus on. Also, a big thing is quitting and being inconsistent with your skincare use. Um, A lot of people will try things after, you know, two weeks, then they're just like, this isn't working, I'm done. 
I mean, can you walk into the gym and do two weeks of working out and lose 25 pounds? No, that's not how it works. It's not how the body works. So the skin and the body love consistency. It's really good to give a skincare line the full bottle, you know, the full everything. Use it until it's gone. And that's really kind of the best thing to do. You want to make sure that you are eliminating those things and letting your skin get used to those things so it actually works. Otherwise, you're just going to create a cycle of skin clearing, breaking out, skin curing, breaking out. And if you're not consistent, then you're not going to see those results. And basic is better, especially when it comes to teenagers. You know, there are some awesome, you know, skincare lines out there that have like a good teen acne one. Um, If they use PCA, I just put them on the facial wash or the facial wash oily problematic skin. I put them maybe on a smoothing toner if they really need it. Or if I know they won't use it, um, I will just put them on the face wash and the clear skin moisturizer, and that's it. Um, Dermalogica has like a teen acne line as well too. That's really great and basic. I I would just really stick with basic. Like really just make sure the base is fine. A cleanser, a toner maybe if they need it, and a good moisturizer that's going to help to um, clear the breakouts and give their skin moisture is going to be something simple and something they'll use. I don't know why, but a lot of uh, the male young teen clients really respond to the image skincare line. Um, The Ormetic line is really great because it smells nice and they'll actually use it. So yeah, that's, you know, some really good advice. Um, But also teen facials are really great. They're usually consist of about a 30 minute treatment. We do like a a steam pore cleanse. We clean out all the breakouts, which means if they have clogged pores, we will clean out the blackheads or we will do some extractions and then we will eliminate bacteria. Sometimes we'll do a salicyl peel if they need it, but definitely some blue light therapy, high frequency, things like that is really good. You want to remove bacteria if they have a lot of really active breakouts about every two weeks. And then once it starts to settle down, you can more so go in for like a maintenance treatment about every month. And then when their skin clears up, hopefully, you know, I know teenagers aren't going to get it done as much, but at least they'll try. (laughs) So teen acne can be frustrating, but there's definitely some solutions that can help with that. All right, let's talk about my favorite acne. Not my favorite acne because I like acne, but this is my favorite to talk about because a lot of people feel more frustrated, I feel like, with um, this type of acne, and it's called hormonal acne. A lot of adult women experience hormonal acne, and it's a lot more common than you think. I get so many people saying, I never had breakouts as a teenager, and now as an adult, I'm having more acne than I've ever had, and it's a little bit more common these days. Um, which is crazy, but it's like, what are we, you know, eating? What are we drinking? But hormonal acne is definitely a huge, huge thing. So what is hormonal acne exactly? Um, You can see a lot of like cystic acne, um, which it's like red and raised and it doesn't go anywhere. And it just like goes away later on. It feels like a knot and then it'll come back sometimes. If your skin is not really oily, but it's kind of on the drier side, you see a little, a little bit of like redness and irritation in the cheek area, or you have a little bit of combination of oil and dryness and a little breakouts on like the chin line, um, the neckline, the cheeks, you know, 
it can kind of be in different areas as well too. Um, and usually hormonal acne can be caused by a little bit of hormonal imbalances, your diet, hormonal changes. There can be a number of things that's happening. So one of the things that I suggest is to definitely make sure that um, for hormonal acne, is to make sure you're on like really good supplements. Zinc, magnesium, omega-3s, B vitamins, those things are really good to help with a lot of the hormonal imbalances that actually reduce inflammation and um, the breakouts that happen on the skin. Um, digestive enzymes are another really good thing, but that also leads to the gut. And stress in the gut will always show on the skin. And stress in the gut can not just mean, you know, you're stressed out from life, but, you know, that's definitely a huge thing too. Um, but also, like, a lot of hormonal acne can come from the gut as well too. So I always suggest to make sure that people are reducing a lot of the processed foods, a little bit of sugar, making sure you're, you know, taking probiotics or enzymes and you're eating clean foods, a lot of leafy greens. I like to talk about feed your skin a lot and that's why, that's exactly what it is. A clean gut is going to have a clean complexion on the skin and it really is important because the gut does lead to everything that's going on with the skin. You know, I would say to also um, reduce inflammation triggers. Those things can definitely be things that we love, like dairy. And I don't think that we really realize how much dairy is in a lot of things. You know, sh uh, sugary stuff, <laughs> you know, like bread and things like that, butter. Um, so just reducing some of the dairy intake could actually reduce some of those breakouts and some of the inflammation triggers. Whey protein can be one as well, too. Um, I definitely do a lot of protein shakes, but I try to not just do a straight whey protein. I'll do like a pea protein or some that are dairy-free. There is a lot of dairy-free options out there now, which is really great. Um, but just kind of reducing that, I think that, you know, some of us who are into fitness, we try to do a lot of protein in our diet and just being aware of the whey protein, you know, trying to reduce that, maybe not do a whey protein more than once a day or doing it like every other day and just kind of seeing for some people sugar and gluten can also be a inflammation trigger as well so just kind of reducing a lot of that as well too you might see a little bit of changes in the skin so kind of making sure that you're um, reducing a lot of the things in your diet will be something that's really important and it's something you can play with definitely try to intake a lot of water and kind of work on the homeostasis of your body, um, kind of feeding your body what it needs to work properly without, you know, using things that are going to kind of trigger some of that inflammation that's in the gut and the skin as well too. Now, you really want to make sure you're on a good skincare regimen as well, and it's probably going to switch up all the time because your skin's going to change, and I would definitely recommend seeing an esthetician because we can look at your skin and we can tell you exactly what kind of acne you have and what it's needing. Sometimes we're gonna push a little bit of oxygen into the skin. Sometimes we're going to use some AHAs, some BHAs, some you know CBD treatments as well too. I would definitely make sure you're using a CBD ingredient. Um, the oxygen treatment cream is something I put a lot of my hormonal acne clients on and a retinol. Um, those are gonna just help kind of cycle out the skin a little bit and keep the skin under control and push things that your skin needs. I would definitely get on monthly treatments, um, peels, things like that will really, really, really help get the skin under control as well too. So make sure that you're feeding your skin correctly, 
watching kind of the gut and the inflammation triggers that you might have, you know, keep like a food diary of things that you might eat and you're seeing that there is a huge change in the skin you're having more or less breakouts of and it can kind of help you a little bit. And I would definitely switch up your products, you know, switching up your products will help that a lot too. A lot of people tend to want to just push salicylic acid onto the skin when they see breakouts, but sometimes with hormonal breakouts, your skin actually needs a little bit of benzoyl peroxide or a little bit of lactic or a little bit of glycolic. And that's why it's really good to chat with an esthetician because we know what your skin needs. So acne just takes a little bit of time and patience. You have to just not quit. Just keep going the, you know, the path, just be patient. It will take some time. Please don't just go to a dermatologist and get some sort of cream to slap on because that's not really solving the root and the why. And that's what we really want to help you with. Like, let's get down to the bottom of why you're having this. When I have a new person that comes in and sees me for hormonal acne, the questions that I ask them are, what is your diet like? Are you on supplements? You know, do you work out a lot? Like it's the whole package. It's your whole lifestyle. And just making little changes can make such a huge, huge difference. So just kind of stay the course and be patient and really and really, really, and really, 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 really try to just kind of not quit and just keep going. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and you were able to take a little bit of this information and learn from it because I know acne can be a little frustrating, but it's kind of good to learn a little bit about something you never really thought about or, you know, had no idea as well too. So I hope that this helps and I hope that you will also be able to kind of help other people maybe in your life (laughs) that might be experiencing it to maybe push them to maybe see an esthetician um, and start thinking about some of the things they're doing as well too. My Glymed store will be on my episode notes. Um, If you want to shop anything from Glymed, you can also follow me on Instagram at all the T-H-A pretty faces. Shoot me a message if you have any questions. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Bye.